former partner of uh, Road Warrior Animal, John Heidenreich, and alongside him, uh, a fe- another fellow wrestler from the AWF promotion, Mr. Wrestling 3. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? We're doing great, brother. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, thank bud. You, thank you guys for coming on the show. Uh, John, no problem, John, we're going to start with you. What's okay, that? Brother. Let's start with you. What's that? Okay, okay, okay. Hi there, okay, what? Okay. I've always wanted to notice, WWE ended the storyline before I realized, who is Little Johnny? Little Johnny, man. I don't know if I can tell you guys, because once I tell you, I'm, you may be, I may be putting your lives at risk. You know, you guys own guns and weapons. No, I'm just kidding. No. Little, Johnny, little Johnny lives inside of my head. He's the inner child that was bruised and skulled by a kid who called me fatty, fatty, two by four, you can't do the bathroom door. It, 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 it's the voice inside of my head that when I was teased as a kid, wants vengeance on the world. That that was the type of deal we were trying to work up. The WWE screwed that up, man. They turned it into something sexual and and, and fucked it up like they do every storyline. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready to say that, John. Excuse my friends. Excuse my friends. Excuse my friends. No, no. I don't make it tough, but I get fired up when I talk about this stuff because, I mean, that was a true story of shoot. It happened to me as a child. I got teased for being a fat kid, like a lot of kids do, for being fat, freckled, or four eyes, or whatever. And I wanted to use that as a real storyline that really happened to me. And I thought a lot of kids and grown-ups could relate to that story, being teased as a child, and then growing up to be a big, strong athlete, wanting to take vengeance on the world. You know, I was hoping I would reach some people. Wait, wait, but that you know, was real Johnny, man. You know, you know, John, they tend to fuck up a lot of storylines, but... Uh, yeah, man, boys do that. Hey, I, I wanted to get your, your comments. You know, last week we had your former tag team partner on the line, and he didn't have exactly the nicest things to say about you. Uh, well, hey, that's understandable, man. I mean, you know, uh, first and foremost, I mean, as far as in the ring, professionally, as a wrestler, I have the utmost respect for Animal and, and God rest his soul, Hawk, and for the Legion of Doom and everything that they did in the business, and that's professionally as far as speaking, but on a personal note, I have some, I have some, I have some beefs and some, and some, and some anger, frustration, and, and stuff built up inside of me personally towards Animal as a person, you know, and I mean, you could probably sense that from him, you know, and I mean, I'll go into a little detail of it and share that with you so you can find out a little bit more about him, the person, you know, Joe Laurinaitis, not Animal the wrestler, because I respect him for that, but the person, he's not the best guy, you know what I'm saying, he's not the most honest nice guy with the integrity that he would make you believe, you know? Well, and well, I can John, give you examples to, to prove that to you if you need them. Well, well, John, the floor is yours, man. This is your time. Uh, speak with okay, well, let, 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 let me tell you a story, and it's not a story. It's happened to me. The first week on the road with, with Joe uh, Laurinaitis, he asked me for $5,000 to borrow $5,000 from me. Me being a new guy in the business, and to be totally honest with you, I was I was – could not believe I was going to be the LOD member. I loaned him the 5000 because I had it to help him out. He painted a picture like he needed the money. And this was before the hurricane. Well, the hurricane hit me. I lost my home, and I needed the money back several weeks or months later, and I couldn't get it back from him. So the tension built between me and him over this money that I had loaned him because I needed the money to buy a house for me, my wife, and my two kids because we were living in a hotel. So he wouldn't he kept not delaying the money, and that was a problem because we were working together, traveling together, and when somebody owes you $5,000 and you need it back and, and you can't seem to get it back from them, you start getting angry, as, as you can understand. 
So I had to go to, to Johnny Laurinaitis and explain him the situation because this, this tension was building. We were going to have a breakdown. You know, I don't know if we were going to get in a fight or we were going to get ugly. And, and a lot of the boys didn't know why I was pissed off and we didn't want to lie with him anymore. And he tried to paint the picture like I was disrespecting him and reason to doom, but they didn't know the pressure I was under trying to get $5,000 back from him, and I never got all of it back. He screwed me out of $600, told me that I owed him that $600 for, for making it tough on him on the road. So I never got my $600 back from him. So that's, that is bullshit, to loan somebody money and then never get all your money back from somebody that you work with and supposedly can trust, and I loaned that money out of, of my heart, and I never got freaking $600 back. Right. Now, was there what, what was it like as far as on the road with him, with all this tension building? Was there a lot of fights? You know, kind of describe the road life with him. I tried to be totally respectful of him because all he has done in the business, you know. I mean, my God, I grew up watching LOD. I dressed up like him in, in college. Me and my, my, one of my college buddies, we dressed up as LOD for Mardi Gras, you know. We right. were fans of the, being football players, you know. So, to me, I thought it was the greatest opportunity of my career behind working The Undertaker. I thought it was the greatest thing that was ever going to happen to me. Little, little did I know it would lead to my demise and release working with the animal because of the type of person he was. I found out things he was doing behind my back, you know. After all the smoke and the dust settled and cleared, when I was released and I started talking to people that had been around a long time, I find out the type of person he really was, which I had inclinations about because when something screws you out of money, you start wondering what type of person are they, you know? So right. it was bad at the end. I didn't want to ride with him. I mean, we had some arguments and big, needless to say, I mean, what do you expect when you're trying to get your money back and then somebody tells you at the end, well, you, you owe me 600 bucks for, uh, you know, inconveniencing me on the road after I loaned him the money out of goodness of my heart. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So your release was, was, uh, directly because of this uh, beef between you guys? No, no, well, no, it, it wasn't directly, but I know I heard through the grapevine that Animal, I had some family problems with my wife, you know, and Bench doesn't help that out, the, the pressure he puts on you, and I think that Bench gets off on guys, screwing guys' lives up in relationships because he is a control freak and he is a dictator. He's an evil, maniacal, cynical person, probably ranking with the devil himself. But um, I know Animal was going behind my back telling the office things about me that, you know, I was having problems. I think he made up and embellished the story that I had drug problems, personal problems, that I couldn't handle the schedule. And, and I don't know if he thought, think he was trying to help me or hurt me, but I know it eventually caused my release. Because when they released me, they said I wasn't reliable, which is total fucking bullshit because I went through a hurricane and didn't miss a fucking show, you know. Right. But I missed one show because I was bleeding out of my ear in an emergency room on morphine. I missed a house show. They released me one week later after I had hypertensive heart disease diagnosed with from wrestling, from the pressure they put you under, from the from the pressure and the thing you do because if you don't stay healthy and work hurt and take whatever you got to take, they'll fire you because I was fired twice for being hurt. Being a new guy, there's no room for missing any time up there, no matter what. Whether you break your arm, have four operations on your shoulder, they don't care, you know? Right, you lose your spot. My dog, my dog got his shooting on somebody. He's psycho, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, fellas. No, no problem. So, so they, definitely no, but, um, put, they definitely put a lot of pressure on you. And, and, and uh, with, with, with that pressure, I mean, you obviously have to worry about losing 
spot if you were to you know, drop out. I'm sorry, bro. That's all right. Hold on one second. Okay. Sorry, bro. I apologize, man. It's a three-ring circus in my house, too. <laughs> no yeah, could you come back again what you said? No, I, I was just saying, you know, along with the pressure, you had to worry about losing your spot, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a great deal of pressure placed upon you. You know, as, as much as an as a honor and a, and, a, and a respect thing there is up there and the great opportunity that WWE did give me, Vince did give me, on the same hand, he did as much bad as he did good. You understand? And that's all the boys have to suffer that, you know? Right. I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that it, it, as good and as wonderful as that experience was up there, which it was, I was blessed to be part of that, and it, it helps me now find work. It, it's still as good as it was. It was on the other side as detrimental, you know? Right. Now, now, do you think Animal is going back to the other uh, boys in the locker room and, and, and saying stuff about you? Because, you know, well, he, I mean, I just think I just think I don't think he wanted people to know. He told me not to tell anybody about me loaning him the money. But see, that wasn't fair because he was trying to paint the picture that I was disrespecting him, you know, and and the Legion of Doom, which as far as me traveling with him. But people didn't know about the stuff that I was going through with this financial deal and the pressure that was placed upon me, not to mention the hurricane. I was living with my wife, two kids, and three cats in a hotel room in Louisville, Kentucky, for three months until I found a home, you know? So that's a great deal of pressure on a guy, and and not to miss any shows due to the hurricane, but to miss one due to an injury, a house show at that, and then to be released a week later, and the stories on the Internet that I wasn't reliable and that I had all type of problems, family, personal drug, and couldn't keep up with the road schedule was total BS, you know, total bullshit. Right. I'm still working to this day independently, Puerto Rico, Italy, England, all over the Gulf states. Wherever I can find a show to make some money, I'm there because I have to. This is what I do to feed. I mean, this is what I love to do, you know, and I'm honored to be part of this business because I love the business. What what about TNA? Have they ever come your way about uh, signing you? Uh, up? They haven't. I mean, I met Dutch uh, Dutch Mantel down in Puerto Rico and was in hopes that maybe him seeing me and speaking with me, maybe something may materialize. But it hasn't happened. I mean, I, I would not be. I would I would be totally happy if I could get a chance to go there and work. You know, anywhere. You know, I'm a, I'm a wrestler of misfortune, as I call it. Well, you're the <laughs> you you're the, you're the AWF champion right now. Right, you know, I mean, uh, I, I'm working any and everywhere. As long as I can make a little money, I, I'm showing up. You know? And and I bring my family on the road. My wife and my kids are selling pictures and Polaroids. We're trying to do the family thing, which is, is, is impossible to do with WWE. Well, yeah, they, they, they tend to keep you out there on the road, you know. You know yeah, how I mean, many days do you do? I mean, we were averaged four a week, you know. I mean, I don't know what that is. It's a bunch. One month I was going the whole month except for four or five days. I mean, that's the price you paid to, to, to have that opportunity. And, and, you know, you understand that going into that. But there's a lot of things going wrong up there as far as there's a bunch of things they're doing wrong as far as the way they treat people. They don't treat wrestlers, the boys, like human beings. They treat you like cattle, maybe even worse, you know. What, what, do, you, what do you make of the situation going on right now with Congress trying to get involved? Well, WWE has been letting shit slide for years, you know. I mean, see, I have the I have the blessing and opportunity to be involved with college and professional football 
where drug testing is for real, you know? Right. Well, if you get tested positive, one, two, three strikes, you're done, you know? And that's the way WWE has to go. They got to get real and strict with drug testing and not have bogus BS drug testing like they've been having for years because look at the guys up there, man. You can tell guys are jacked up to the guild, and you're forcing guys to work hurt, so guys got to take something. I never took pain pills or steroids till I got into professional wrestling, and then I was exposed to everything, cocaine, marijuana, pain pills, soma, Xanax, steroids, everything. It's all being done up there. I'm not condoning it. I'm not justifying it. But with, with, with the, what they push and expect out of you, it's really hard not to gravitate to using something as a crutch when you got to work hurt and you got to work tired and you got to work beat up. And you know you can't miss the show because you will be fired. Because I, I, it happened to me. Right. You know, when I was working The Undertaker, I had, I had four operations on one of my shoulders and I hurt my other shoulder. And I was working hurt. I couldn't pick my arms up a lot of times. But I had to go work because, I mean, this is my chance of a lifetime. And I don't want to miss out on that with the money and the experience to get to work The Undertaker. I mean, for me, that was one of the biggest things in my professional sports career to, to get to be part of. And I was honored to be part of that. And I felt blessed and fortunate. So I didn't want to miss it. So I did what I had to do to perform. And, you know, I'm suffering the consequences from that right now. You know, and, and all is doing wrestling. I mean, I, I play for everybody up at WWE, man, woman, child. I mean, that's a rough job. That's a rough environment to live in and survive in. You know, I'm give up. You know, right. I mean, I'll show some of the guys who've done it up there. You know, it's just it's amazing. Is is there a lot of wink, wink going on within the drug testing? But it, it, it's gotta be. I mean, I mean, Look when I was like, there, I was a joke. I mean, when I was there, it was a joke. Come on, I mean, I was taking stuff. I mean, it was prescribed by a doctor, but damn, the doctor, I mean, it was all bogus. That's where they're busting all these doctors. You know, right. it's like these doctors are getting away with just basically drug dealing because they got a license, but they're abusing it. That's why the federal government stepped in, and I'm glad they are. They need to, because, I mean, they need to save lives, you know. It's getting down to where it's getting so out of control that somebody's going to have to step in from outside. And I, they need that, man. They got a level of playing field, you know? It'd be like having no speed limits. People would be driving 100 miles an hour getting in car crashes and dying. I mean, you got to have rules in society or people are going to go buck wild crazy. And that's what's happened up there. It reminds me of Oklahoma football when Barry Switzer was there. They had Charles Thompson selling coke. They had the bars, all the guys are getting paid by boosters. And the, and the NCAA came in and busted them, you know, and shut them down. Right. Sometimes, you know, some bad stuff has got to happen to bring light and, and, and bring some justice and order in. And, and it, it, it's a terrible tragedy what happened with Chris Benoit and his family. I can't believe that to this day. And a tragedy that happened to Eddie Guerrero. And the list goes on and on and on. And I don't want anybody else, Doc, or anything tragic happen to anybody else's families in the wrestling business because there's so many good people involved with this business. The business can do that's being missed out on, you know? Right. Now, did you get to interact with Chris Benoit a lot, or I mean, uh, really I, I, well, I knew him pretty well. I thought I did. He was always a real sincere, quiet, uh, reserved guy. I mean, I would have never guessed in a million years that something like that would have happened. You know, right? It, it's still mind-boggling. You know, he's definitely a professional. You'd say when it came down to the business. I mean, uh, it, it's it's a ruthless, brutal business. You know. Yeah, you know, with McMahon at the front of it, absolutely. You know, 
I just think, I just think, go ahead, brother, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, man, go ahead. No, I just think, I mean, he, he, he's, he's, he's in charge, he's the coach, he's the head guy, he runs that program, he runs that industry. WWE sets the precedent for professional wrestling in the world right now, and his, his reign of terror, I mean, look at all that's happening. Look at what's going on. Somebody's got to step in and say, man, you got you got you need a reality check. You need to start taking care of people like human beings and not treating them like, you know, whatever you got to do, do it. I don't care. Sacrifice your life, your family, your health for me because I come first. No. You know, you should worry about somebody's health. You should allow them to, to be able to worry about their family. You know, and, and it's just like, to me, he just he demands allegiance, you know, to his company and his his product before everything and that's not right you know that's just how i feel man i don't know if i'm the only guy that feels that way but i think there's others that, that see what's going on you know now I'm, I'm sure there is did you have a lot of one-on-one interaction with him or did he kind of keep them i mean I, I used to talk to him a lot whenever i was writing all the poems and stuff because all that stuff was my own creations and he used to just give me a direction and tell me to write something and and he entrusted me a lot of times to write stuff and you know, like the writers didn't write a lot of my stuff. I came up with it because I'm I'm a pretty wacky, creative person, and uh, I mean, I, you know, uh, I don't know. He's just a shrewd business person, you know. That, that's what he is, and uh, I don't really think I saw the real picture till I got out of the, the business and got away from the company and started, you know, reflecting on all that happened up there, you know. And then it, it really started clearing. You know, while you're involved in something, you're so caught up in it, you're so consumed by it, and, and you're trying to keep up with the level of competition and what they're expecting out of you. And you, and you want to, you've been given opportunities, so you want to produce. You don't want to let them down or yourself, but you kind of lose sight of, of what's, what's good and bad and what's real and wrong and right when you're just up there getting pushed to the limit, you know, yeah. four days a week, you know, month in and month out, man. It's like... It's almost unhumanly possible to keep up with that schedule, you know? Absolutely. Now, how did they approach you, uh, WWE? How did you get hired by them? I uh, I had gone out to UPW, which is the ultimate pro wrestling in California. Right. Uh, I had seen a show on one of the, uh, the learning channels, the Discovery Channel, about some guys who were out there training and seeing it with one of the guys, actually. And uh, I I flew out there one weekend, saved up some money, and uh, liked the school. And then I, uh, a couple of weeks later, I loaded up my my truck with two thousand bucks, moved to L.A., and was out there about six months or a year. And uh, Bruce Pritchard approached me because they scouted this place. It was a development territory, and they told me that they were interested in signing me. And not too long after, I got signed to developmental, you know, and then had moved yeah. to OVW. You know, and, right. you know, got released one time being hurt, got re-signed, and then, you know, everything happened with Smack. I went to Raw for a little bit, and then SmackDown, and then here we are talking, you know. Right, right. What, 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 do, you, what do you think uh, personally about uh, guys like uh, John Cena, Bobby Lashley? What's your opinion on, on the guys like that that are at the top right now? I mean... I don't know Bobby that well, but Cena, he, I mean, he worked his he worked his butt off, you know. I mean, I remember him in California when I was at UPW. I mean, uh, he was a freaky-looking dude. Uh, as far as drugs with him, I don't know. I can't speak on his behalf. I can only speak on mine. But I know John worked his ass off, and, and he's a professional, and he's always been a super nice guy to me. He's never been disrespectful to me personally. 
So as far as him, I mean, he's always been a first-class guy. I mean, I'm happy for anybody. I mean, I want to see everybody make it. There's room for everybody to be up there and have success and make a good living, you know. And as far as Lashley, I don't know him personally. You know, I really don't know him to do anything to say. That the times I've met him, he's been a nice guy, you know. What about Triple H? And I, he was always real nice and professional to me. You know, he 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 had spoken to me several occasions, giving me advice, you know, and when I got released, I, he had told me just to not accept no for an answer. So he was encouraging, you know, and uh, he actually helped come up with the uh, the face paint of that, 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 that second face paint that I used with LLB, the, uh, the skull face kind of deal with the horns. He kind of come up with that idea. So, you know, he was helpful and professional and always in, in a positive, encouraging guy. So I got nothing bad to say about him either, you know. Right, you say you would say his role back there, you know, right now, as, as far as off camera, is kind of like uh, mentoring the guys backstage, or. Uh, well, I mean, when I was there, he, he was helpful to me. I don't really know now because I've been away for almost two years, probably. You know, right. I, I, I'm, I'm just fast. I'm just speaking in the context of when you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was helpful to me. Right. Now let's talk about LOD. Now, how did that idea come about? They, they approached me one day about it, you know, and I wasn't sure if somebody was messing with me or not. But, I mean, the next thing you know, here I was, you know, doing uh, doing the hair thing, then we, we transferred the pads and the paint. And, I mean, when it first started, I thought this was going to be a tremendous opportunity. And things were evolving. Like, we were working M&M, and it was me and Animal and, and, and Christy Hemming. I mean, I thought everything we were doing was positive. I got, I, I felt like the fans were enjoying it. The house shows, you know, we were getting good pops right. and all the matches and everything. And, I mean, it felt like the people were reacting and they, they liked it. The, the big Eminem and us duel and, and the feud and all that. But the next thing I know, boom, I'm released. And then Animal was gone. Now Joey Mercury's gone. Christy Hemming's at TNA. So it's like they just totally disassembled that whole that whole. That whole deal, you know, I don't know, man. It doesn't make a lot of sense what they do up there to me. Yeah, what, what I'm about, not a rocket scientist, but what about you know, the, I don't get it. What about the tag team situation? I did talk with Animal about it. It seems like McMahon's kind of hot and cold with it. You know, one day he's on it, one day he's off of it. What, what do you? What's your opinion about tag team wrestling? For me, I mean, it's like, I mean, you look at boxing. Pay-per-views are built around belts, you know. You just can't have one belt. So to me, the the way they the way they they'll, they'll get the tag division going and it'll fall apart and the intercontinental and and the U.S. belts like you know people can't follow wrestling anymore because there's nothing to follow. To me, I mean, why why does why they have the tag division going for a little while and then there's none of them there? It just it doesn't make any sense to me because to me. As a wrestler, and as far as fans and people I know who watch wrestling in the South, well, wrestling is the king, man. This sort of people in the right, and with the tag divisions and the other, it's like you push a bunch of guys and then they're all released, so the tag teams are all split up. It's like how do you follow that? It'd be like watching a TV show with the characters in it, and, uh, and then a month later, all the characters be gone and new people. Or a football team changing the quarterback every couple of games. It's like you got to pick a group of guys and go with them. Right. And that's just the way I feel. For me, it's hard to follow, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, but like I said, I'm not a rocket scientist, but, I mean, I, that's, that, that, that's my take on it, you know. What they do don't make sense. Yeah. 
our, our booking agent, Richie, our booking agent Richie Drake wants me to ask you about the Snitsky deal. What was your impression of that? Working with when I got to work with him, yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's another thing that I had a lot of positive reactions with from from a lot of guys that have been around a long time. They liked the idea, me and Snitsky. And uh, maybe doing something with Kane and The Undertaker. We worked some shows in Hawaii and Alaska, and it, it seemed like a good deal, but they never did anything with it. I thought it would have been a real freaky combination, me and him working, you know, some matches and maybe doing, a, a, you know, something, but they never did anything with that either, you know? Well, it, it, so was, there you rumored, go. it was rumored that you guys, that you and Sinsky were supposed to actually fight in a team against The Undertaker and Kane at WrestleMania 21. Was that true? The man, that's what I've heard, but who knows? I mean, I, I certainly thought that I had busted my ass that whole year working The Undertaker, and I thought that maybe I should have been given some kind of match at WrestleMania. That would have been a, a really nice thing to, to give somebody. And, and I wish I'd have got it because I'd probably never get an opportunity to work for WWE and at WrestleMania, needless to say. I mean, that would have been awesome just to get to work at the Super Bowl of professional wrestling, but it never happened, you know? Right. So, go ahead. Here we are. So, who came up with the whole uh, "you want to be my friend" gimmick? You know, he had all the kids come in the ring and run around with you. I, I was actually just beating up on guys, saying "you're my friend," jokingly saying that. Because I mean, I'm real verbal when I wrestle. I talk a lot of stupid stuff. Just it's off the cuff. It's not rehearsed, and it just comes out kind of a you know an idiotic deal. I do. But The Undertaker said, keep doing that, because that, that's something good about that. Oh, you my friend. Boom, boom. I was a heel beating up guys saying, you my friend now because I beat you up. And it just ended up catching on. I was marching out to the ring one, one show, just thinking, hi-ho, hi-ho, what's up to the ring I go, like the little uh, Seven Dwarfs or whatever it is, the elves, the Disney World gimmick, you know, the little dwarfs I was marching out there. And Briscoe saw me do that, and he goes, man, Vince likes the march. Do it. So the next thing I know, I'm marching to the ring. And the next thing I know, I'm reading poems and I'm making friends. And here's the baby face turn, you know. So it all kind of happened accidentally. But it, it worked well. And, I mean, people still seem to like it on the independence, you know. Mm-hmm. It was an accident. You know, it just, it just accidentally happened. Well, that's how things kind of come about, though, isn't it? Kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. Why? It's weird, man. Just Yeah, you're just kind of playing around goofing around in the ring, and then next thing you know, something catches on, and, you know, here we are. Are you my friend? I'm on a world tour making friends, trying to increase my MySpace to 10 million people. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you guys you guys can add, John. What's your what's your uh, MySpace link? Uh, I believe it's bbjheidenreich at yahoo.com, because I used to be Big Bad John in OVW, so bbjheidenreich at yahoo, man. Send me your request. I'll add you. <laughs> We, we, we'll we, we're friends We'll be your friend. All right, brother. You better be. <laughs> so look, but, uh, let me ask you uh, So you'll never work for WWE again? You know, you never say never because they never, you know, you never say that. But I, I can't see it. I can't see going to work back for the sinister minister, Vince McMahon, you know. I can't see it because the guy's evil, man. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I got heart conditions and mental problems. You know, I had mental conditions before then, but they're intensified now, you know. I think I need – everybody that works for WWE should go to uh, some type of uh, counseling, de- uh, de- 
desensitize you, recondition you to go back to the real world. Cause it's like being in a war, you know, you're shell shocked. You're always flinching, hearing noises and twitching, and hearing that thing, you are fired. But I mean, I thank God for time. It probably saved my life because I was headed for a heart attack up there, really. I mean, I, I have hypertensive heart disease from working under that stressful condition and being forced, or not forced, but pushed to push your body, you know, your red line in your body all the time, working hurts, working, you know, jacked up, juiced up, gimmicked up, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just it's just an unhealthy work environment. And somebody needs to come in to regulate, you know, and, 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 and look after the boy's health, you know, because too many guys are dying, you know. We need to, you know, you should live to 60 now or 65. You shouldn't be dying before you're 40. I'm 38, man. I want to I wanna be around to see my children grow up and have grandchildren. I mean, come on. Absolutely. You know? What's what's the Man, one thing that you would do? What's the one thing you would do if, if you were thrown in, in a powerful situation where you could do something that would change the direction of, of professional wrestling? What would you do? Union, first word. You have a union. Screen act, actors have unions. NFL players, NBA players have unions. I'd have a union to come in and set up a pay scale. So guys are paid accordingly, you know, first-year guy makes this, second-year guy, third, you know, have some way to, 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 to you know, to, to move up on a pay scale in, in, in some fair, fashionable way. Then I would have, then I would have instantly mandated buses instead of the boys driving themselves two and three hundred miles after a show, three and four nights in a row where you end up taking some type of stimulant to keep you awake, which I was doing because you can't do it. I'd have a bus. How hard would it be to have a SmackDown bus? You all fly in and you get on that bus. After the show, the bus rides to the next town. We all stay in the same hotel. That way you save the guys call rental money and hotel money. Because every dollar you make, you spend $100 a day at least on the road to rent a car and a hotel room. Right. That's minus, you know, you got road expenses. So that would save the boys money and it would make it a healthier, safer environment traveling. We could all travel together in a bus like football teams because we're a team. WWE's a team. You know, it would create a more conducive team environment. That's just two little things, you know. Right. I mean, just, there's a million things you could do up there. You, you, could, you could give guys, you, say you work three, four, five, six-month program, give you two or three weeks off and, and, and know you're not going to get fired when they let you go home. You know, if you got the injury, you know, work Work some kind of way where you can let a guy know that he's going to get a little time off, you know, for him sacrificing himself and his body without having to worry about getting fired, you know, because that, 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 that looms over everybody's head, especially anybody new. You always got to worry about getting fired, you know. Right. And that, that's a rough way to live, man, rough way to, have to, to wrestle knowing, man, they could fire me at any second, you know. <laughs> So mandatory time off, that, that's a definite... That's a definite Man, so, something, some kind of thing. I mean, they control the environment. They write the storylines. Why can't they do that? Guys right. get hurt anyways, and things happen. So, I don't know. There's, just, there's so many things they could do different, you know? Right. What, what, what about everything that's been coming out in the media lately? Have you been following the media coverage? Yeah, I have some. You know, I mean, you know, it... it, it, it it's about time, you know, somebody, it, 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 it took some tragedies and disasters happening to, 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 to shed some light on what's going on, you know. Right. And, uh, I mean, uh, it, it's unfortunate that, that these things happen, but, you know, it's like a time bomb ticking, you know. Sooner or later, something's going to blow, you know. 
Right, right. What do you think about you know some of the guys like Finley and Kennedy coming out and attacking guys like Mark Merrow, who are trying to just you know help the boys? Well, I mean, you know, you got to realize they're they're under pressure because they're working for Vince, you know. So he's got to have people defend him, you know. Yeah. That's what I look at it. You know, he's got to have are somebody. They, are they, are they full of shit though? I mean, is that you know is that what it is? What? Well, well, who's full? Of, who's full of shit? No, I'm saying you know guys like Finley and Kennedy who are under contract. I mean, is it you know are they just speaking you know purely you know full of shit? You know, as far as you know, I don't know. I mean, cause I don't know what they said, man. If I said that, I, I, I didn't hear what Finley and uh, and what, and Kennedy said. I didn't hear their statements. Well, well, just an example. You know, Kennedy's talking about how you know backstage is not the the party life, you know, things are things have changed from, you know, years past. And I know you well, were yeah, in the locker room years ago, but Yeah, well I mean from from, from I, I would think everything's changed, you know, from years ago as far as in all pro sports, you know. Things have evolved to be more conservative and politically correct and healthy. But there's still a lot of people doing drugs up there. I know, I was there, you know. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's funny, I mean I, Kennedy, I'm not going to make any statements, but it's just I think anybody that, that that's working for Vince is going to going to definitely got to worry about their job and worry about what they say because that's how Vince Vince bullies guys. Vince, you got to be afraid if you piss him off, you never work for him again, or maybe never work anywhere. I mean, hell, I mean, there's even rumors, you know, that you got to worry about your own safety and stuff when you speak out against Vince. He's a powerful person, you know. And I mean, you know, you're risking your career. Heck, you might even be risking your own safety and health. You know, speaking out against him because he's a powerful man. He has a lot of money, and and there's all kind of things that can happen to people. You know, and I'm not gonna say anything else. But you know, you gotta worry about what you say when when you're talking about a man that's that wealthy and that powerful and controls a company that generates that much money all over the world. You know. Are you surprised right now that ratings are down? You know, with Raw, they did the lowest rating in 10 years. You know, buy rates for people. Oh, I mean, I, I, think, I think the show's the shits, man. I think they've gotten away from characters. They've gotten away from guys with, 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 with gimmicks and characters because wrestling was based off, in my opinion, when I watched it, it was characters. It wasn't a bunch of guys that were all jacked up and had all great bodies. It were guys that could work. It was guys that were nuts and crazy. I think that's why people, like my gimmick because it was real. It was a part of me. When I played football, I was getting in fights. I was a nutty guy. I got kicked out of games because I was passionate and I loved what I did. So people got to believe. I don't think people believe what's on TV anymore. It's a bunch of guys that look great, but what motivates them to be in wrestling? Are they just up there because of the MTV generation, tough enough, they want to be famous and make money and be on TV and say, hey, look, there's me on TV. I don't think a lot of those guys watch wrestling or love what they're doing, passionate about it, you know? Because right. if a lot of them got fired, they'd probably go back to their 9-to-5 job or whatever they did before. I've been a professional athlete my whole life. I've been in sports since I was six years old in a karate dojo. That's all I know is fighting and acting nuts, and I love that. And I like it because you bring jokes to people. you got a helmet on. Nobody sees you. You know, but in, in wrestling, you get, to, you get to act out your insanity, you know? I think right. a lot of guys up there aren't really in wrestling because they like getting out in the ring and acting nuts and whatever the character is inside of you, amplify it. That's why I think people aren't drawn to the wrestling shows anymore because it, 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 it's generic, you know? 
Right, right. And, and the writing, the writing, it ain't there. This writing team that they got is 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 a joke. I was writing my own stories, and I came up with stuff better than them, and they're paying them guys to write. Come on, man, that's sad. I'm no road scholar, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> just just as a quick segue here, you know, talk about how, how it is, you know, working for the Indies. You know, we can kind of talk about, you know, the AW. Well, man, I wish there was more money. I mean, it, it's a lot, it's a lot less pressure and it's a lot more fun and easy going. But the money's not there, you know. I mean, I struggle right now every day to make a living. I don't have a lot of money saved because I didn't make that much money up there. Just like what people may think, you know. I had a short run with the Undertaker where I made some good money. But far from that, most guys aren't making that much money. You know, the guarantee they're giving out is seventy-five thousand a year now. Some guys are getting fifty. You know, and the only way you can make more money than that is to go on a pay sheet scale where you're paid nightly. And if you're in a big storyline or a big angle, working somebody at the top, you can make some real money. But you risk when you go to pay sheets. If you get hurt, you don't make a check. You don't get a check at all. That's that, that's the, that that's the the roll of the dice you got to play. You know, so it's it, 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 that's what I'm saying. A union needs to be there because the way we are paid is a joke. You know, NFL league minimum is five hundred thousand. There's very few guys up there that will ever see that five hundred thousand. I never saw it. I didn't see half of it. You know, I was I was averaging five hundred dollars a match with, with the whole LOD thing. And when I worked overseas in front of ten and fifteen thousand people in Italy, I made five hundred dollars a match. That's a fucking joke. I make that at an indie show for a hundred people. That's how bad WWE is fucking guys right now on the pay. You know, and they're getting away with it because there's no union to regulate them. Just like they're getting away with letting guys do any kind of drugs they want. They don't care. Kill yourself. We don't give a damn unless it gets in the media and makes us look bad. Then they're concerned about it. You know, now they're all trying to cover their, their tracks. You know, because someone's gonna investigate this drug test, this bogus drug testing that's been going on for years. You know. The only reason they have the box. I thought, to get rid of it. If you piss them off, oh, you test positive, boom, you're gone. So, right. I don't know, man. There's a lot of crap wrong up there, bro. I mean, what, what do you, what do you foresee happening? I mean, like, you know, let's say... You well, know, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think the Vincent Mann dynasty has to be brought down and it has to crash. His, his, his company and there needs to be some other companies rise up to give guys other places to work and hopefully somebody will start being more fair with with the employees, you know, and, and I'm talking about the wrestlers, treating them more like human beings, you know. I mean, right. shit, WWE has an insurance policy when you get hurt that they're supposed to pay for your in-ring injuries and tests. When I had all my heart tests done, they never paid, but they went back, didn't pay all my bills for my heart tests, didn't pay my medical bills when I was in the emergency room, my bleeding out of my ear. All those bills got sent to me and all my credit. Boom, bad credit. When I when I bruised my quad, I thought I broke my leg on raw to go get rehab at Tulane. They didn't pay for those bills. All that shit's being sent to me. That's the type of bullshit that they do up there. A multi-million dollar company don't want to pay doctor's bills to guys that are getting hurt. Cause they don't expect you to go to the doctor. They want you just to go to They work and hurt, but don't ever get treatment. Instead of taking care of the athletes like colleges do and professional teams, they'd rather you work hurt until you break down and then they fire you. Right. It's like no idea what's going on up there. People have no idea. I mean, I got, I've got i done two shoot interviews, and I did them. I was nice. I was politically correct because I was in hopes of being re-signed by WWE. But they came down here and worked some shows in my area, 
and I needed the money bad, and I tried to get on the house shows, so they didn't book me. So I'm going to do a real shoot interview. It's going to be the real fucking Heiden Rice shoot interview. It's going to be a shoot. And I'm writing a book about my life story in professional athletics where I can draw from my experiences in professional footballs in every pro league, NFL, CFL, arena, and NFL Europe, and I'm going to compare the way professional football players are treated like human beings, professional wrestlers treated like dogs, you know? Right. Treated like, treated like dogs. And I mean, it's going to be a good book. I just got to finish Right. And, and I think a lot, a lot of the truths will start to come out through that book. Fighting them with WWE backing and funding and pushing. So they, they don't really ever come out and tell it like it is, man. Because they're writing a book with WWE publishing them. And I mean, I understand, man, if you're working for them, you have to protect yourself. You can't stay with the one. You can never work for them again. And me, I never will. So I know that. I mean, I can deal with that. I mean, I would like to work 5, 10, 15 years for them. I told Vince I would like to work for them and, and become a writer or be an agent or whatever. That's how much I loved working for them. And I gave my heart and soul to that company, and they crucify, they crucify all the guys. They don't care about nobody but themselves. Vince is an evil dictator, I'm telling you. And, I mean, people have no idea how smart and, 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 and maniacal that man is. He's a genius. But on the other hand, he's also evil. So he uses some of that smartness to kind of turn it around and just really, you know, use it to evil things. Yeah, he likes controlling lives, man. He wants to control people's lives, bottom line. Bottom line. Man, I, I, I'm yeah. honestly speechless. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm speechless, though. This is, I mean, this is uh, definitely an unbelievable story. Um, that's my dog. He's, he's fired up, too, man. My dog's pissed off about it. He's pissed off, too. <laughs> I told him what happened. He got hot, man. I treat my dog better than, than Vince treats us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, like, I like playing, man. I'm nuts, dude, but I appreciate y'all having me on there. I just, y'all, y'all are actually allowing me. This is like therapy for me to talk to you guys, and, let, and you guys listen. I know that I'm not just trying to bash Vince, because I, I, I thank him on one hand. I thank him. He, he, he helped me make a lot of money. He brought a lot of joy to me, and he gave me the opportunity to go work independently and make you know a decent living right now. But like I said, as much good as he did to me, he did ten times worse evil to me as far as physically, emotionally. It almost destroyed my marriage, you know. I, got, I never did drugs before until I got in the wrestling. I'm not blaming him. I'm not saying, hey, it's all his fault. I'm a grown man. I make choices. Right. It's the environment that you're in. It's the things that are being allowed to go on. When I was in college in the pros, I knew drug testing was no joke, and I didn't want to do my job, so I didn't. And you know. Right, right. Now let me ask you this, John. Um, what, what do you what do you think TNA could do if if they were looking to to jump out ahead of WWE? What do you think they're missing right now? Well, I mean, I know that they only have an hour a time slot, right? One night a week, right? Right. They need they need more time to, to have more talent. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not that smart of a guy, man. I wish. I wish I had more resources, and I wish I had more ideas to, to, to do something. I mean, I'm hoping just to get a ring and start a school and start a small promotion in my little town. I mean, just to be, to try to give something back and try to do something better right. for the guys in this business, you know, something small, you know. 
I don't really know what the answer is, man. It's such a big deal to start a company like the right. WWE. It's such a big production with so much money and so many people and so much resources. I don't even know, man. I wish I had the answers, but I don't. Well, talk, talk, talk a little bit about the AWS. Let's go ahead and get that out there and uh, tell us about how you yeah, got involved with them. Uh, I got I got in touch with them through a mutual friend, and I've been working for them for three or four months. It's a great deal. It's close by. Uh, the guy that, that, that runs the company treats me well. I get paid good money, and, I mean, it's a place to go wrestle before they got great fans there. I mean, uh, it, it, I mean, Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, Louisiana, Florida, that's a real awesome place to wrestle. It's old-school wrestling. It, it, it's, it's traditional, man. I mean, it, it, it's just people still believe, you know, and, and, it, and it, it, it's, just, it, it's, it's good fans, it's good people in there, and, I mean, it, 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 it's an honest living, and I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, I will keep wrestling in the Indies as long as I can because I enjoy it, and I can make a good living. I can, I can, I can put food on the table, and I can do what I love, you know. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy and blessed to be in the AWS, man. I mean, it, it, it's an awesome place to work. I mean, it's a good company. It's a fair company, you know. The guy treats, he, he, he pays everybody. He does it. Right. How about um, how, how about uh, this uh, Mr. Wrestling Three is also on the line? Have you, have you ever fought him? Yeah, man. That, hey, that's my brother, Devastation Incorporated. It's me, him, and Mr. Patera. We're, we're, we're the big bad heels that run this company. You know, you have the NWO. We got Devastation Incorporated. If you sit down here, come check us out, man. We're wreaking havoc to every town we hit. <laughs> that's a little drama. Sorry. No, that's all right. If you guys, if you guys ever, you know, I'm all the way up in D.C. I'm a little okay, way. Okay, well, I'm about to get up there, man. Help me out, man. Try to get me booked up there. I'll come up there and we'll hang out. Yeah. We'll write some poems and we'll become friends. Yes, I'll, I'll be, I'll be your friend. <laughs> Thank you, man. Hey, thanks, Thank you, Yeah, what's up, man? You got Mr. Wrestling right here. What, what's up, Mr. Wrestling? We haven't really talked to you what's yet. Up? What's going on, dude? He's what's going on? I know. Um, there's a, there's a lot of things I'd like to say about the, the Road Warrior Animal and what he said last week, too. We, we, got, we got all the time in the world. Go right ahead. That's good. You know, Animal, Laurinaitis, Laurinaitis, whatever you call this guy, you know what he did here locally to a promotion? What's that? This guy, this guy comes in and tells him over the phone that he'll work for a certain price. And this is a Christian-based company. Right. Okay. This is true, guys. This is no made-up story. All right. That's right. And this guy comes in, Laurinaitis, animal, roadboard animal, whatever you want to call this guy, and uh, he comes in, and right before, right before the last intermission of the show, he tells him if he don't get another $1,000, he's not going out there and working. Oh, man. So just a little bit more about an animal, you know, personally. Not and What he's saying is personal now. I mean, professionally, I respect him, but this guy is not what the picture he paints of himself. It, it, he's not a guy with integrity. He, he's not the nicest guy, and he's motivated by money. And you don't, you don't hold up a Christian-based wrestling company for money right before you go, I know the guy that had to write in the check. Get him to go out perform. That is wrong, bro. That is not right. I work for the guy. I know it's not a made-up story. This is right. you guys were asking about some examples about him and why he's angry with me and why I'm angry with him. That's some of the reasons why, you know. Just to lay out on the line for you, you know. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, now. Just, just some examples, man. So you know, I'm not just full of baloney making up stuff about him because I, I got a beef with him because something that's not real and valid, you know. Right. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I, now, just to ask, you know, and you guys can confirm or deny. Uh, but uh, what, what about this GSI thing? No comment, brother. No comment. I'm sorry. The gloves are on the fit. You must have quit. Okay, got away with it. Why can't I? And I didn't do anything. Fair enough. I was just asking, you know, because I know people. You really don't know, man. I appreciate your interest. Stay tuned. The world don't know. GSI may show up anywhere, anytime. These guys are investigative reporters. They're bringing the truth because inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, we, we definitely want to know about the – it seemed like there was a lot of shooting uh, going on with WWE, so I'm interested to find out what uh, what else is going to be said about that. So. Stay tuned, brother. And I'm real close to the GSI news team. I know these guys are working hard to bring the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but to the world. As a matter of fact, GSI, from what I hear, they will be coming up with some new videos this this week. Oh, yeah? So, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Animal is not the, the person everybody out there thinks he is. You know, I mean, he, he's painting a picture to y'all last week on your show. And he's an innocent man and he never done nothing. And then Bob Holly can do this and Bob Holly can confirm all these stories. First of all, Bob Holly's not going to confirm nothing but how he got his job. You know? Right. I know how Bob Holly got his job. He wants to throw around the name Bob Holly. All right. Tell us about Bob. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, it's it's it, it, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, man. You got guys making accusations or whatever, but I mean, you know, Bob Holly's another guy. He, he he's not a perfect innocent guy. So you know, don't throw stones if you live in glass houses. That old phrase. I don't even know what it means, but a lot of these guys that are saying stuff. They've done a lot of dirty crap to people. They've done a lot of dirty stuff to get where they are, you know. And and, they're, and, they're, and a lot of them are evil, maniacal people that, that are getting away with murder. And, and they've done a lot of bad things in their past. So that's what GSI is all about, I believe. It's about exposing people that paint pictures to the world that they're good guys and they're not, you know. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Because, I mean, that, that's what it's all about, right and wrong, good and evil, you know. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm about being honest and fair, and I'll tell you, if you ask me something, I'm going to tell you I'm not going to lie about it. I'm going to be honest with you. And I've tried to give you guys the whole truth and nothing but about my life and my experience and my opinions, and they're only mine. You know? But, I mean, I, I want to share it with you because I think it's interesting and it's the truth, man, and the world needs to know. It's and very interesting. I, I got on here and I wanted to talk to you guys because I appreciate you guys spending time with me and my buddy here. We we have some we have the other side of the story, you know. Cause there's two sides to every story. That that's exactly right. I you know I just wanted to make sure that you know it's fair. You know we had Animal on last week and it kind of slammed yeah. like, well you know we got to get Heidrich on. We got to get his Thank opinion you, out there I as well. I appreciate you giving me yeah. an opportunity. You know. Yeah, there's another story there, uh, Gary, about uh, Rogue Warrior Animal. Let's hear. A year it. ago, I would say it was a year ago, uh, promoter out of uh, Louisiana. It called Rogue Warrior Animal. You know, I gave him his number. He called him. And he told him, I was on speakerphone the second time he ever called him. He called back. But anyway, I heard it for myself. And he said that uh, it's amazing how a guy could take up a Rogue Warrior Hawk like he has all over the Internet and stuff. But when he got on the phone with this guy, 
he started shooting on Hawk, saying that Hawk's the reason he don't make any money now because Hawk was doing his favorite all these guys, and he wasn't in the business to make friends. He was in the business to make money. Animal told a guy out of Louisiana that. Oh, man. I was on the phone whenever he called him back the second time, and that's what he said. It's amazing that he could just talk all these good things about Road Warrior Hawks, and they were buddies, they were best friends. But when he gets on the phone with this guy, and he just, just shoots on Hawks. He said, Hawks, the reason he don't make no money now. And I quote that. Damn, that's uh, that's some pretty harsh words right there. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, you know, you guys, you know, some people want to, want to talk, and I mean, when you when you open up certain issues, I mean, you got to be willing to, to to get backlash. You know, you got to be willing to, when 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 you're gonna say something, you got to be willing to have somebody else put put their two cents in and their side of the story, which is true. You know, so we're we're, we're just on here talking to you guys, telling you what's happened to me. What's happening to my brother here? We're just sharing it with you, and we're glad that you have us here. Let, let, let us throw our, our, our two cents in, you know? Absolutely. Now, really quick, going back to Bob Holly, uh, you know, he said, oh, ask Bob Holly about Heidenreich. If we were to ask him that, what, what do you think he might tell us? Man, Bob's a bitter guy. Bob's angry, you know? Right. I mean, Bob, Bob, I, I don't know him that well. I know on the road that he's, he's a stooge. The reason he's got his job is he goes and tells on all the boys. But the thing is, what people don't realize, everything that Bob goes and tells, he's going to tell. Bob used to walk around and ask all the boys for pain pills all day long. I know one of the boys gave him like 40-something one time, so he's, he's got his own problems. So for him to go bury anybody about drugs or whatever, he's done it all. The reason he's there, he's done some real sick shit to get his job there, which we know about. What's that going to throw out? Because I'm sure Bob will say something about me, and I don't care. You know, because Bob knows where I live. If he wants to come find me, I'll, I'll take him on in the street. You know, because I'm a man. He ain't. You know, he goes and tells the boys. He kind of told on me when I was up there telling people I was on crystal methamphetamine trying to get me fired. Because he's jealous, you know. That's all it is. He's bitter, angry, and jealous. You know, Bob got his neck broken by, by Brock Lesnar. And this was, but that wasn't an accident. But he did that intentionally to him. So you know what goes around comes around because Bob gets up there and beats up people in the ring that he can get away with. He's a bully. I've seen him kick Renee the priest's face in because Renee was too scared to defend for himself. He wouldn't do that to me. He's going to go smash his fucking head in. That's right. He's a bully and he's a true face speech. That's why he's got his job there and he knows it. That's why he's angry because he's not a man. Okay? And I mean, I'm real possible about this because I know exactly how he operates. He didn't think I did, but I, I know. I know the truth about him now that I'm fired. I know what he was doing. I was, I was, when I, I was helping him out, giving him pain pills. He said he broke his neck. So I used to give him something out of prescription. Then I found out he was going behind my back telling the office I had drug problems. That's, that, that's wrong, man. When you're helping somebody, you don't go tell the office that this guy's got drug problems. That, that ain't right. When I'm giving him something out of my pocket, and you're going to go tell on me, and I found out he was doing that with all the boys. Telling on them. That's how you keep your job up there. You're either a stooge or you do some sick shit. That's how you stay up at the WWE. That's why I don't want to be a part of it. Because it's a sick world up there, man. It's sick what they're doing to the boys, the way they treat them, and the stuff they're demanding out of them. It's a sick, twisted world. And it's all because of Vince, the evil, maniacal, sinister minister, dictator, Vince McMahon, EKM. His reign of terror will be brought down, brother. 
God will take care of him. Now, who who else? Is there anybody else that you had any kind of uh, uh, problems with backstage? No, not really, man. I mean, I'm I'm a pretty honest, fair, likable guy. Most of everybody liked me as far as I knew because I didn't go there trying to stew some people and start any trouble with. But when somebody goes behind my back and tells the office lies about me, I'm going to say something, you know. And and Adam had to throw up Bob Holly's name. So, I mean, I'm going to tell you that, that, that my two cents on him, and he'll probably say something. I mean, that's fine. But what I'm saying is the truth, and he knows it, you know. So that's just the way it goes, man. You know, when you go hey, John, what's that, what's that gimmick he used to use, John? What's that saying he used to say, um, oh, my wife forgot to pack my gimmicks? Oh, man, well, that's an inside joke, man. You know, he used to tell the boys that he forgot his medicine, so he'd be trying to hit the boys up for medicine. You know, and then he'd go behind your back and tell the office about you. You know, it's just it's just ridiculous, dude. The stuff that goes on up there, man, it's a real evil place to work. It's not easy, man. I mean, I'm affected by it forever, you know. I mean, I should probably go to therapy or something, you know. Right, right. You have a lot of health problems. And, <laughs> and we all do, man. We're all <laughs> suffering, man. I got hypertension heart disease from being up there, you know, from the stress and, and the things I, I, the choices I made because I knew if I got hurt and I missed time, I'd probably be fired and end up getting fired anyway. So it all worked itself out. But I mean, I, you know, it's it, it's a crazy place to work, man. It, it's the best and worst job you can ever have. You know, it's it, it's great, but on the other hand, there's a lot of evil stuff that goes on up there. So you you, know? you would you wouldn't recommend you wouldn't recommend working there to anybody, huh? Man, I tell you yep. what, I mean, man, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I can't recommend anything for anybody but myself, you know, and I think, you know, it's, it's best that I'm not there anymore. I mean, I think it happened for a reason, you know. Right. It was better for you in the long run. It was crazy. Man, you know, that's, that's the way that's the way it's worked out, man. You know, I'm just trying to do the indie thing right now and, and see what happens, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but, you know, if somebody like TNA were to call you, you know, you jump on it, you know, the second you got it. Man, I certainly, I certainly try it, you know, see what happens. Right. So you just, you're going to stick with the Indies for now and, and just see kind of. I'm going to try to, man. Try to, brother. Just try. All right. Well, t- tell, tell the fans listening how they, how they can see you in action. Uh, Man, I'm working. I'm working at Alabama AWF. I'm working in uh, San Antonio River City Wrestling. I'm uh, I'm going to Australia here in a couple of days. I'll be working uh, just locally, man. All all the independents in, in in Florida, Texas, Louisiana, man. I'm just trying to stay busy. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, just, just just stay posted, man. I'm on a world tour to make friends, you know, real friends, RFs as I call them, <laughs> not working friends. We don't need them. <laughs> No, but uh, any kind of I appreciate fun. you guys having us. No, any any time. Now, is there any final words for for your fans who are listening out there? Man, just just thank all of them for for watching the show, supporting me, and supporting professional wrestlers. Uh, if it wasn't for the fans, I wouldn't have a job. You know, that's the bottom line. You know, and and without them, we have nowhere to work and nowhere to perform for. And, and I just want to thank every fan all over the world for supporting me and all, all the wrestlers at WWE and all the independent federations all over the world, man. Thank them all. God bless, you know. Absolutely. And Mr. And, uh, uh, yeah, buddy, um, my fans can reach me at uh, www.myspace.com slash Wrestling 3 and uh, they're welcome to leave comments. And, uh, as a matter of fact, I'll be in action this weekend, uh, Friday night in Boxley, Alabama. And, uh, all right. Saturday night in Bruton, Alabama. 
if people would like to come check it out, check out the show, and watch Devastation Incorporated tear all the competition away. <laughs> now, throw out the website real quick uh, for, for Alabama Wrestling. Yeah, uh, the Alabama Wrestling Federation, great, great program. Uh, you can visit their official website at www.bamawrestling.com, and uh, it's a real big company. It's been around eight years and uh, had a lot of stars that have come through there. And uh, and now Heidenreich's the AWF champion, of course. So right. he's only helped building the company. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank uh, John and Mr. Wrestling 3 thank you. I appreciate for joining it. us here on the yeah. shoot. And uh, we'll definitely be in touch. Hopefully we can get you guys back on again soon. Thank you, brother. Y'all take care, man. God bless y'all. appreciate everything. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Gary. No problem. We'll talk right, soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.